The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the truth. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who goes this town tonight. Hey, welcome to the Formula Sports Talk. <laughs> Live is a Thursday. I don't know if the music is shut off. Alex Clancy is in the studio. Demery Lachey, we are we got a lot to talk about. Um, I want to I want to mention some Tiger Woods and Rory getting together on the show. I just saw this this morning, which uh, it's kind of suspect. Um, Tiger's backed out the uh, Writers Cup, and I don't know why his doctors didn't say you shouldn't have played in the PGA or you shouldn't have played in an event before that, the Firestone. Um, you're back. You, you're coming off back surgery, so so that in a sense. Well, we're gonna talk about. Uh, Johnny Manziel, is Johnny Manziel going to be the starter in you guys' opinion? Uh, I mean, when you look at the receiver core those guys had and still might have, depending on some suspensions and some uh, maybe full season suspensions, what they have over there as far as the quarterback, the excitement in Johnny Manziel coming, they haven't had that excitement in a while in Cleveland. Uh, Hoyer, Brian Hoyer is uh, – it's a game manager. He has some time in the league. He can manage football games, but he doesn't he doesn't run as well as Johnny. And not that Johnny's a blazer. Johnny just has great instincts, in my opinion. Uh, but the excitement that he's bringing to the team for a team that's in a city that needs it, even with the LeBron James situation going back home to Cleveland. Um, Tony Stewart. Tony Stewart in his situation again. Uh, but, I, but we'll start with the, um, the backing out. Of Tiger Woods, and we'll get into some other things as, as the show go on. But the backing out of Tiger Woods, his his trainer, his doctor said he should back out and get healthy and not play in the Writers Cup. I personally don't think Tiger Woods should have played in the Writers Cup if he haven't put any consistent rounds together all year, um, and if he's going to be the captain or one of the the veteran guys over there, the leadership. Or maybe just a face. I think if he was just a face, he succeeded to be one of the older guys, and then his edge and his uh, his his approach to the to the game is no longer there. But if he, I think he really did Tom Watson a huge favor, because Tom Watson, I don't know how or why he was still considering Tiger Woods to be on a Writers Cup when he haven't put rounds together. It's not like he played outstanding in those Ryder Cups. So all this coming about right now, I think his doctors and his trainers should have told him a long time ago that, you know, you shouldn't play in the PGA. You shouldn't play that Firestone. Uh, you get your back healthy, come back in December. He hasn't played in December in a long time, or maybe it was January when he started in Hawaii. That's when he should come back and start playing. When Tiger, Tiger Woods first started playing golf uh, professionally, he was playing in Hawaii. He was playing in um, 
in those tournaments, those beginning tournaments, and then all of a sudden he just started focusing on major. He made major a big issue, and now we hold him accountable to the major. So when he don't make it, it's a big thing. But this is all put on, uh, led by Tiger Woods and his comments, his statements made about how he want to approach the game and what he's trying to do as far as professionally in the Jack Nicklaus sense. Do you guys, what do you guys, what do you guys, uh, Consent or concern on this Tiger Woods thing, I mean, if any. It, it, this is more of Tiger refuses to be left off of the Ryder Cup team, so he's pulling himself out before he gets left off the team. I see that. This is all an ego thing, in my opinion. Um, Tom Watson, you know, one of the ambassadors of the game for the past what forty years, and one of the most loved guys on on the uh, on the tour, and, and and continues to be when he plays in majors and on the senior tour. It, this is, once again, Tiger just saying, you will not leave me off this team. I will bow out before you leave me off this team. I mean, I think it's as, I think it's as clear as that. There's really no... The thing with the PGA, and he was interviewed, and I said this before, why are you playing in the PGA Tour right now? Because I can. That was his answer. You know, I mean, and that's, that's as simple as that. He might, if he wants to, wanted to try and catch lightning in a bottle for four rounds, uh, he tried, and, and it didn't work, and he missed the cut, and people were shooting in the high teens, in uh, it, it, to, for final scores, so Tiger finished what like four over uh, through two rounds, and he and he was he, he, he was the gone. Cut. Yeah, so this is he's not ready yet. He might never be ready again. This is just this is hedging his bet so he doesn't get left off the team and he can still keep his ego this way. And, and then before Diberty goes, speaks on it, and, and I agree with you, what you said. It is an ego. It is to say. What I'm still available, and you didn't pick me for the Writers Cup. Yeah, if I'm not on the team yet, right? If I'm not on the team by now, but he hasn't, he hasn't put any rounds together for anybody to say. Even if you're a huge fan of Tiger Woods, like you, his number one fan, how could you just put him up there if he haven't put any decent rounds together in, in any tournaments or in any of the majors? This Writers Cup thing is something like a major, uh, in a sense, where you're playing against uh, the top guys from other country. And the only time Tiger Woods did miss the Ryder Cup was in 2008. So he could say, and he probably will say, well, the only time I missed the Ryder Cup is when I was not healthy. So this is one of the reasons why he backed out. That was one of them. Another one would be to Alex's comments where, you know, you haven't put me up here now, so uh, my ego is not going to allow that to happen. Tiger Woods, is it the right decision, Demery? Yeah, it's definitely the right decision. Um, he's taking a lot of – I think he took a lot of pressure off Tom Watson uh, going into this because Tom Watson, he was going to take a lot of heat for either uh, taking him or just cutting him, uh, period. But for Tiger to just jump out of jump out of uh, the situation before and pull his name out of the Writers' Cup, uh, I think that's definitely a smart decision for Tiger to do that. Uh, it is very egotistic of him. Um, he's, he's not bigger than his ego, and he's going to – you know, he's going to choose his ego over anything else. Uh, but, yeah, I think taking the pressure off of Tom Watson and the other uh, U.S. representatives um, on the Ryder's Cup is is definitely a big, big thing. I think Tiger Woods should go to the Ryder Cup. I, you I don't, think he should still consider the, what, No, no, no not or? even captain. Go to the Ryder Cup, find, get those juices going, or maybe just rest. Stay off your feet. You had a back injury, so when you're standing up, your back is – you, you, you got back problems. You got a lower right. back problem. You had back surgery. Now you just you just didn't have the injury. You had surgery to that. You had a sciatic nerve you had to fix. Um, and Tiger's had a lot of problems this year. Last year we looked at Tiger, and he might have had some of these issues, but he won five times. He was player of the year five last year from those wins. No majors included in those. 
So we also debated, do we hold him to a different standard? Because all he talked about was major. He didn't have any majors. We had guys with one majors and, and a PGA win, and we wanted to put him in front of Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods is not the Tiger Woods of last year. He didn't win anything. He didn't even finish rounds. He, he withdrew two or three times, and now you're talking about a year where the Ryder Cup, Ryder Cup falls into that. It kind of bothered me that Tom Watson was still – not bothered me. It was more concerned that he was still looking to put Tiger Woods there, yeah, but, who, but it, who didn't put around any good rounds together. Yeah, but you got to look at – so looking at the Ryder Cup team or projected team for the U.S., Bubba Watson, Ricky Fowler, Jim Furyk, Jimmy Walker, Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, who will not be playing, Matt Kutcher, who will not be playing, Jordan Spieth, Patrick Reed, Zach Johnson, Jason Duffner, who will not be playing. So this team is weak. From top to bottom, like the top's hot, and then it just trickles down, and you don't, really have, you don't really have a strong team to begin with. So Tiger, with all the injuries, that, see, if he was totally healthy and still playing like this, he would be on the team, yeah, just, just by default. Just right. by default, because the team is the team is riddled with injuries. The the European team: Rory McIlroy, Henrik Stenson, Sergio Garcia, Jamie Donaldson, Justin Rose, Martin Keimer, Ian Poulter. Yeah. These guys are in the upper echelon still of the PGA Tour. So the U.S. has no chance to win the Ryder Cup, anyways. In my uh, opinion. I, I w- well, okay, I'm glad you said that last part. I, I wouldn't. These guys still can play. Um, because Tiger was, and you mentioned if he was healthy. Yeah, if he was healthy, they might select him up there. He might have a chance. They probably that, be playing better, also. Yeah, but. exactly. And that would and that would come from. Here's why you on the Ryder Cup, Tiger. If I'm the captain, if I'm Tom Watson, because of your your veteran, your 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 knowledge that you have of golf. Here's why you on the Ryder Cup, Tiger Woods, because your clutch moments that you've had all your life. You may find you may come to this Ryder Cup not having a great round, but you've been healthy, um, and you probably, as you mentioned, you probably he's probably played better. Here's why you're here, because you are Tiger Woods. you Tiger Woods. You can find a way to make things happen. It's not like Tiger Woods had great rounds in the Ryder Cup or that much success as a Ryder Cup, uh, but, he's, but he's there, and you put him in front of those guys. And I'll say to that list that I'm not discounting a Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler has played outstanding golf yeah. outside of not winning the majors. He's the only guy that finished in the top five Yeah, but all four. And, but Phil Mickelson just tied yep. and went, came in second to Roy. Rory is just hot right now. So you look at you look at those guys. Sergio is even hot right now. Mm-hmm. You look at those guys over there on the European side, and you say, "Well, they they playing better right now." We play better all the time in the United States, but we get to the Ryder Cup and they just find a way to beat us. Well, so, I don't think so, that's necessarily true. I, I, I think they find <laughs> a way to beat us. Yeah, all, well, we all don't. The time. We, we don't always play better with the, on, on U.S. courses. I mean, the European influx is is almost taking over the American guys now. When you look at the leaderboard or the leaderboards I've been looking at, it's been USA. It's been a lot more more USA guys than it have been European guys. So you look at that and say, well, on paper, when the Ryder Cups come around, we should dominate them. But that's not the case. Right. That's never the case. Now you're playing different matches. You're not playing a four-round match. You're playing different matches. You're playing best ball, scramble. You want individual play. These guys, and then you got uh, two-man. Some of these guys, how great they are, how, how well they complement each other, they go out to the Riders Cup, and it just you just don't see that. Yeah, and, it's true. and match play also is, is a great yeah. equalizer also. Yeah, match play is something they do four, three times a year. Yeah, the, extent, the match play tournament, Accenture match play, and, I mean, that's pretty much it. Yeah, and you have no, the Ryder Cup, and I mean, those are the two big ones that everybody plays because the Accenture match play. Tiger won what four times in a row, three times in a row, and then three times, and in then a row that was it. In uh, Tucson, yeah, and, well, no, it no, was in Doug uh, Mountain. It was in uh, 
where, where was it? it was in La Costa for a few years in San Diego, yeah. and, but it's been in Tucson for the past three or four. Speaking of uh, that, it's not it's no longer in Tucson, uh, so they they moved that, and that has to do with a lot of sponsors, uh, which I'm following. Uh, it's too bad because that was a great that was a great outing. Uh, not enough sponsors getting people are coming out, but not enough major oh. sponsors are paying for the backing of having it there for what is it five days? Yeah, plus they had five, rain five issues days. the past couple of years too. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Well. All right, let's get into uh, 888-346-9144 is the number you want to call in. Don't try to call in with the last 15 or 10 minutes left in the show. We will not be accepting calls. Um, the, um, Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns, is Johnny Menzel, from what you've seen, the excitement coming in, him being drafted, and don't discount uh, Brian Hoyer uh, as a game manager, but Johnny Manziel bringing in uh, the excitement, can extend plays, can make plays. And with the receiver core that these guys may have, is he the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Cavaliers? At this time, he's getting the, he's getting a chance. Cleveland, what I say? <laughs> Cavaliers. Uh, same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah. Cleveland uh, Browns. This, this is the game, this preseason game, second preseason game, he's getting the reps with the first. And to me, that's it means a little bit more because they may play longer. Some teams – some veteran teams don't play long. They just play 15 plays and they get out of there. But they want their guys ready for the season, especially depending on how they, most of these professional teams practice. They go out there and they practice hard so you don't have to worry about them in game. If you can see that practice transcend to game time and they, they carry on that same intensity, then you don't have to play your starters as, as much as you used to have to play them in preseason, especially there have been years and times where guys were getting hurt in preseason games. So Johnny Manziel – playing with the starters, and he may get more than a, a quarter in this game, uh, but he will be the starting quarterback, and then maybe Brian Hoyle will come in for probably 15 plays, and then they find out who's going to hold the clipboard of that third guy. Is Johnny Manziel, will he be the starter at the end of all this? And we'll, we will address that, and we'll, we'll comment on that after the break. We'll take a quick break and come back. Alex Clancy, Demon Shea, Kwame Sports Talk. We'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Lockdown Coverage. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. golf yesterday man it was I'm hurting today first time I played golf in a long time I'm played hurt that, from uh, two days ago you played two I'm days so, ago yeah I'm sore I played McCormick Ranch oh you finally got out there yeah didn't shoot so hot were you expecting to no what are you expecting to shoot when you go out there around 100 110 I mean I, I'm just starting so it's starting back up again I didn't even want to ask I'm not, I'm yeah. if, you, if you got an expectation I shot, I shot, I shot 115 <laughs> And, okay. But I hit I hit a couple of fifteen foot putts. I hit a bunch of my drives right down the middle. It's it's the short game. You it's play the, by yourself? The, no, I play with you? my friend. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's the approach. It's the it's a sand wedge from from one hundred and five, and the that I just can't. The, that's you I can't I, gotta, I just got to get to the putting uh, to the uh, chipping green and just sit there. One hundred and five. So that's the range. Yeah, and the range too. Yeah. But I mean, it's just getting contact. Just with swing the ball. away, swing away, and what and wherever the consistent go, you can dial it back. But if you never, if you keep trying to. Be the guys on tour, which a lot of guys do, including myself. I'm like, why? Why did you just get fancy? But I'm, I'm still fancy. sweeping. I'm not hitting. I'm not hitting the ball first. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting a lot of. I'm plot flies, chili dips. Yeah, and just just sculling the ball. Chili. I mean, I'm I'm hitting. I'm hitting chili the, dips where he don't go. It, he swing at it. It goes up and it comes right back down. It's like yeah. they don't go anywhere. I'm just trying to just trying to figure it out. So, but it's good. I got the itch. I played 36. I played Monday and Tuesday. My sciatic is killing me. I tried to play, <laughs> man. My, I'm I'm hurting. <laughs> I'm I'm for real. I'm hurting. My, I'm walking. It was, it was nice out. It wasn't bad out. It was just muggy outside. Yeah. No, Yesterday. It, yeah, I played at uh, three o'clock though. I went over to Papago and played. And um, uh, Jesus Martinez, appreciate the hookup. Um, over at Papago, played over there. And it was the track was great. Everything was good. I was just man. I was I shot seventy seven seventy eight something like that. It was bad. It was terrible. <laughs> um, yeah, but I got two new clubs that they they look good. They they feel good. Uh, before we bore everybody with this, <laughs> my round, um, Johnny Manziel, Cleveland Browns, is he your starter? At the, when it's all said and done, if he does no more than what he's done in that first game, is he your starter? I mean, a lot of guys, a lot of people in Cleveland, and we know how the Cleveland fans are. So let me say, the Cleveland fans say, some of them are saying he's our starter because he just brought excitement back to a football place that. Where it used to be the dog pound that we haven't that they haven't had in a long time. Yeah. So, just on that anyway. And Johnny Johnny Manziel can play football. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of can he play football? Can he come in? And I'm not saying be Andrew Luck, but you know move that team around, get that team up and down the field. Understand it's okay to throw a punt. Understand you're not at Texas and m where you're gonna be scrambling around and you're gonna get somebody killed, Tony Romo. And I understand not putting receivers in a bad situation. No one to just throw it away. No one to slide for you get your brains knocked out. 
uh, could he be that guy? Because Brian Hoyer can't do those things that he can do, so he has no choice but to step up in the pocket. He has no choice but to throw it away or tuck it in, take the sack. Yeah, I mean, it's it goes to the old adage, what is the greatest part for – what is the best thing that a rookie can have coming into the NFL? Uh, a great defense and a running game. And a veteran to help him get better? Well, yeah. I mean, it's – so you look at – and to answer your question, I think Brian Hoyer is going to start um, because they have to save face. I mean, there's no, there's no way because that's Johnny Manziel's town if, if he starts. And that's not, that's not okay, especially for, for, for a first-year coach. And that defense got better than anybody thought they were more. They got stronger than anybody thought they were going to get. Um, you know, they lost their safety. Or, but they have Joe Hayden, Carlos Dansby. You know, I mean, they have guys there. They got so much better in the offseason. Defensively. Yes. Yes. And um, Ben Tate is fine. He's never started as a running back. Ben Tate should have been a starter. When you I understand. When, yeah, well, when you but this guys, could be a Michael Turner thing. Remember, he came yeah. out of San Diego. And went he to had Atlanta. a huge splash right away, yeah. and then he just kind of yeah. sputtered off. So yeah. Johnny Manziel doesn't have the run game that, say, Ben Roethlisberger did when he came into the league. Right. Because you had the bus there, and you had one of the best defenses ever. So with him, the defense will help him stay in games. But I, I think that Brian, I think he needs to hold the clipboard. I, need, I think he needs to be humbled, smacked in the mouth, mouth with humility before he gets to start. That's first things first, and that's off the field too. I think, and I wonder what happened if it haven't haven't happened yet, hasn't happened already. You know, we do these uh, rookie hazing and all that stuff, and some some teams and some, some coaches don't allow it, which is, in my opinion, is dumb. I've never been a big haze fan, um, but I think it serves a purpose. Just don't take it too far. You got because you got these guys coming in trying to learn the defense, trying to learn the offense, and, and maybe find where they can fit in on special teams, and then you got they have to worry about being hazed. That's something you should never think about going home or coming to practice as being hazed as a rookie. But it serves a purpose as far as I thought it. I think it brings some camaraderie and some unity. We can have a good time, but when we get on the field, it's about business. Humility, is. you're right. He needs to be smacked in the face with that. He needs to understand that you haven't done anything in this league yet. It's, you go, you're the quarterback. Uh, that comes with a lot of prestige. That comes with a lot of uh, praise, and also, if you do, it, it comes with the opposite end of that. So, if he and, and and with Brian Hoyer being from that high school, being from that hometown, being from there, I, I I'm giving him the job on that. But I don't want to hear the chance of Johnny or Manziel or whatever well, during the season. To. Yeah, I know, but this is Cleveland. Every time I know he throws a fans. pick, you're <laughs> gonna hear Johnny fans. Manziel. But they okay. They lose to my team that I pick. August 9th, they lose to my team that I picked to win the uh, NFC North by a point, 13-12. It's preseason. So now they that was a, on the road in Detroit. They are on the road to in Washington, and they have to play the Washington Redskins and their starters for probably two quarters and their defenses probably for two quarters. And they, they upgraded their defense also. How he does in this game will really determine to me. It's usually that second and third game determines to me who makes the team? Not so much who's going to be the starter, but who makes that team? We don't have to worry about Johnny being the starter. I think you throw Johnny in uh, to start this this preseason game because, like you said, it's against the Redskins on the road Monday night. ESPN um, throw him in the fire, see what happens. I mean, he plays big. He did that in college. You know, the bigger the game, the bigger he played. And I'm trying to just thinking about just excluding everything that happened off the field when it comes down to on the field in between them lines, like Johnny. He balls out like he he doesn't. Yeah, he goes out. He does parties in Vegas, hangs out with Justin Bieber or whatnot. But when it comes down to football, I mean, he he plays well. He played. Well, I mean, my thing is, what does Brian Hoyer 
do better than Johnny Menzel. I can't think of one thing. He managed the games better. That's about it. That's not it because he's Johnny Menzel never had the chance to no. manage the game. I know, but well, we, well, we, neither we is Brian about, Hoyer. Brian yeah, Hoyer has been Hoyer had three him. starting games last year. Yeah, he was three and zero, and then he, he tore his ACL. Right, yeah. right. So he had a terrible but, injury. That's a terrible he's injury. More or less, he's a career backup quarterback. Right. I mean, he's well, he okay. is, he's he's but he's well, getting, he hasn't got his chance yet. He's getting his chance now. He's a career backup. Rex Grossman was a career backup that started. He still is. Yeah, right. Yeah, he has started. Yeah, yeah. 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 But so he, how you going to, not you guys, but in general, uh-huh. you when you going to give a, a backup a chance to play? If he can't play, okay, pull him out. He, this is what the preseason for. Put them in the same situation. As long as they're in the same situation, any football player, anybody, anywhere that competes, they love competition. They want to compete. If the tables are equal, if tables are balanced. If they playing in the same circumstances and getting the same reps with the number ones, playing against some of the they, they played the Lions, Redskins, Rams, and Bears. Those are good teams. It depends on who them te- who those other teams put out there, uh, so these guys get a fair assessment, or the coaches yeah. get a fair assessment of who they playing against and why and what part of the year. I think I, I, I like Johnny Mazzell because he can extend plays for that matter. But I've seen Johnny Manziel, and you say he hasn't had a chance to manage the game. He's had plenty of chances to manage the game at Texas A&M. And he did. I've seen, right. He and I've seen him. I've seen him do. He flourished because he can move because he was in college. And he's playing 19-year-old he, he, overweight yeah, kids. He, playing that are playing their, he, he, he flourished in that sense because he's better. He's an athlete. He's an athlete that wants to play quarterback, and he found a way to do it on the college level. Yeah. So now we see him at the pro level getting drafted in the first round to the Cleveland Cavaliers. He has an <laughs> opportunity to the Cleveland uh, Browns. <laughs> same thing, man. It's same, okay. It's the same thing. It's, it's Cleveland. The, yeah, the fans are the same. The, the, the great equalizer for Johnny Manziel potentially starting is it's a new offense for everybody. So this isn't, this isn't the same head coach who shouldn't have got fired last year. Right. Uh, so this is there's a new offense. It's not like Brian Horner has a leg up on the offensive scheme because they're all learning the well, same they way. Lost, exactly. They lost both of their defense and offense coordinator. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what? Well, and I can't believe they lost them both. Yeah. Um, but and then number two, do, do I think he should start in, in the preseason game? Absolutely, because Washington's defense is awful. I mean, they got better, but they're awful. And you don't want to start him against St. Louis because he's going to get smacked that's around. An in even St. better Louis. defense. I no, that's 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 a top five defense in the NFL. All things considered, and if Michael Sam can actually, you know, uh, play the way he played in the in the first week, that's another guy that you can throw into the mix. But you don't want him. You don't want Johnny Manziel's first start to play a quarter and a half be against a top five defense. You want him to be able to throw the ball around a little bit and gain some confidence because all who, the confidence he has now is fake. Who this is all want? Texas A and M stuff. Yeah, this, this is this can move around. This in is, he still feels like he's the senior in high school who's a top <laughs> dog, and he hasn't gone to freshman year of college. And yet. I like Johnny Manziel. I like I like what he brings. To the table. You don't like that analogy? No, not at all. Why not? That's what I it mean, is. He don't have to like it, so what? <laughs> I mean, yeah, See, that's your opinion, but <laughs> he's what senior year of high school. That's like the when pinnacle. You're the guy. Of, I yeah, understand where, where you're that. the man, and you're the freshman. Then you can't talk to girls. You can't do all this stuff. You're not starting the quarterback team. Man, you're I don't nothing. Know about all that. You're talk nothing. To the girls part. No, but you're nothing compared to what you were senior year of high school, ego wise. I like what Johnny Manziel brings to the table. All I'm saying is he can't throw those wild plays in the pros. That he can't, not against, here's his first, Johnny Manziel starting for the Cleveland Browns, Demery. Here's his first game, the Steelers. After that, he has the Saints, then the Ravens, then the Titans, then the Steelers. He's not getting a break till maybe October 19th against the Jaguars in, in Jacksonville. <laughs> that's fine. Whose defense he, isn't awful fine. either. I huh? mean, Their defense isn't awful either, Jacksonville. Who? Oh, I'm just saying he won't, he's not getting a break. 
Until then, you know how much he gonna he's gonna learn on that way. If he can get flourish. past that, he's gonna be everything everybody wants him to be. And I think he will. I mean, he he's a gamer. He he's yeah. gonna find ways to get the job done. At the end of the day, if he has to stand in the pocket to and Alex take Park. hits, he will do that. I mean, like Steve Young, he's he he was 10. known. Yeah, okay. Steve Young was known to run around. If he could do it, why can't Johnny Manziel do it? He had ten it? concussions. He can't. Yeah, and, that, and, <laughs> and that was before the tests. He probably had twenty five. But you still Johnny see Manziel the way he ended his career. Exactly. I'm just he saying. He can't like, do it. He can't yeah. learn how to play uh, like Steve Young. Yeah, by holding a clipboard like Steve Young. But did. Steve Young didn't. I know exactly. he's not playing. I know he's not playing behind uh, Joe yeah, Montana. No I Joe understand. Montana. He, he not, yeah, Brian Hoyer is not a Joe but Montana. But you have to start Hoyer. You have to. I I don't know. You, you don't have no, to. You, you don't. You don't have to. But I agree. This is I what's wrong Hoyer. with 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 the NFL. One of the things that's wrong with the NFL today is Andrew Luck is different. He, right. He's a brick house. He's a tree trunk, and he played in a pro-style offense for four years. He was a pocket passer who scrambled when he had to. And it, it's it, you can't compare that. RG3, like if they had any sort of substantial quarterback there, I think he should have sat. Who, RG3? He, yeah, he shouldn't have yeah. started right away. I still like, like uh, Stinson. I mean, um, what's his name? Is it Stinson? Stan? No. Stan. No, not Bro, Stan. Stan. Uh, cousins, cousins, cousins. cousins. Yeah, yeah but he like, was a rookie too. Yeah, but he was... He was cousin, a pocket quarterback. Cousins, I mean, it's just cousins one is what two. I think about when I think about Brian Hoyer. He's what I think about, but better. He says, in it, that's a guy, you want a backup that probably could start somewhere, and Cousin is one of those guys, they were trying to get him in Cleveland on the trade, but he's one of those guys where you pay him to be a backup because you don't want to, RG3 go down for five games, you want to win three of those games. Yeah. And, and it, he's the guy that can win three and games. And see, it's interesting, like watching, and this is still on topic, I promise, uh, Ryan Mallett, when he played in the preseason game, he looked awful. Because you have a guy that plays backup, that's the backup. He doesn't see any game. He doesn't see any game time play. He, practice, you cannot, you, you know, you can't simulate a, a, a regular season game in practice. And that's all Ryan Mallett's gotten. Well, so you're, the backup quarterback can spoil, is what I'm saying. If you keep him for that long and don't let him play any, you know, any a competitive football, unless you're up 45 nothing, then that, the skill set that that player has might go away. So I think that they should trade Kirk Cousins. Where's Mallet in um, New England? In New England, and right? they're saying people yeah. are tra- the Cardinals were He's talking about trading backup. for him for a fifth rounder or something like that in the offseason this year. But I think that they need to get rid of Kirk Cousins. And to that point, Johnny Manziel is going to have to play soon. But I don't think he needs to be the the week one starter for the Browns. I'm I just, just saying don't. I don't see Johnny Manziel, and and I trust me. Bring him in the game, bring him along, and if he's that guy that can extend plays and do what he did at Texas A&M without being reckless and doing so, like scrambling out, just Hail Mary. Those Hail Marys may work once or twice in, in his career. I remember you texting me when he ran around for 15 minutes and threw awesome. the ball. It was a 12-yard gain or yeah, something. it was awesome. He, he Hail Mary, yeah, and his was, guy came down with it. Yeah, But it's, Mike Evans is – he made Mike Evans' career. No way. He did. Mike, yeah, Mike he made, did. He made Mike, Mike Evans' oh, career. Mike didn't make his? No. No way. So Mike just can't catch I didn't. I what mean, no. About? I'm not how, saying how Mike say he made Mike to real by doing what? Extending plays? But extending plays, they get Mike because, Evans because open. When you extend plays, yeah. no. Because when no, you extend plays, mind. when you got a scrambler running around mind. quarterback, so the defense nope. breaks down. Yeah, so how long? They get out their schemes. They get out of their. Uh, they get out of their regular form there where they're supposed to be. They get out of that when they see when they see a quarterback scrambling around, which Mike Evans then has the authority. But he has to, go ahead. Did you see Mike Evans' route running skills? What what routes did he really just flourish and run what that round? Johnny Mazzell was Streaks. hit him on a dime? What round did Mike yeah, get drafted just, in? 
he went in the first round. He's top five, top yeah, ten pick. Yeah, I know. And he that's six, all. Right? That's so, all six five two thirty. And thank you, Johnny Menzel. No, of course. And, and Johnny <laughs> could say the same thing. Thanks, no, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, no, Mike. No, 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 no. Yeah, and, 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 one guy can't make me. I, I, I didn't grow up, and then one guy made me all of a sudden when I got to college. How you think I got to college? Who was his quarterback then? He was a he was a basketball player when he went to Texas A and M. He came on so the field with Johnny Menzel. So he's an athlete. He's an athlete. That's yes. a basketball I'm not player. knocking his athleticism. I'm knocking him as yeah, a as football a, player, as a wide receiver. But also, also Johnny Menzel helped There's him a lot out. of receivers in this game right now, and some of your favorites that cannot run routes. Some of your favorites can run routes. Hey, you <laughs> you want to go down the list of these receivers who cannot <laughs> run routes, but they are beast? Jimmy Graham? Go. <laughs> Jimmy, uh, Jimmy no, Jimmy. Gray. He just because Drew Brees is all. He's not. He's not tight end. He's not tight end. Johnny Manziel didn't have any other receivers, so he didn't really have another choice. And Mike Evans just listen. They benefited from each other, but Johnny Manziel was already a name when he went to school. See, was, Nobody so knew about first, Mike Evans. That's week the first one. thing I would have said. They benefit each other. So I know one guy make me in no, uh, get me in a pro get me in the pros at first first round in a top ten pick. Now, if if it came down to say, oh well, he had Johnny Manziel in college. But he got a lot of upside. Well, he's going to be a first-rounder late after the 15th or 20th pick. Yeah, I mean, but a lot of times the secondary is caught napping because Johnny Manziel is running around like a crazy person. No, they, be mean, play, they he, play some he good He rushes teams. the ball 25 That's times Texas a game. A.M. They play the SEC. Who was napping in the SEC? That, Who? Florida, 4-8. and eight. They was napping okay. all year. <laughs> the, defense, we talk, the defense was awful in the SEC compared to what it has been over the past 10 years. It was awful. The SEC championship the game had 100 total points. Who did? The SEC championship game had 100 total points. Alabama and Auburn. No. Missouri and Auburn. Missouri and Auburn. Missouri Missouri was going off their offense. They don't play defense anyway. I'm just saying. They they just come out of the, what has it been, two or three years coming out of Big 12? Alabama gave up 40 points. Alabama, yeah. Alabama gave up 40 points to Texas A&M in the first game of the year, or whatever, the first real game of the year. You know, so, I mean, it's different now. I don't see, um, and I want to get off this, but, (laughs) <laughs> I I like Johnny Menzel. So you think he should start week one? Uh, no. Do, I'm do, st- you, do you think he should start week one? No, because I'm doing. I'm looking at this. I'm, if I'm a coach, this is what I'm looking at. If he give me the best chance, I'm not. I don't want to break a guy down like Brian Hoyer and say you gonna always be a backup because at what point do I give him a chance? But what point is it detrimental to my team and winning football game? This is not. This can coaches. They make a mistake when they make it personal, and they say, well, I got to win. It's never going to be you. They're not going to win this you're not, Okay. Either way. But what's going to give them the best chance to not do Their that? Their defense. Their defense got better. I know. Their defense is going to give them the, oh, to not, to not. To not win. Um, yeah. I, I mean. <laughs> okay. So he got to go get. six of one, ben half a dozen of the other. It's, nobody's, it's not, nobody's talking about Ben Roethlisberger all offseason. Nobody's talking about him. And that's great for the Pittsburgh Steelers because of what they did for the past two years. Didn't make the play, playoffs. They were, what, they finished 8-8 eight and eight last year trying to find a way to get yeah, in. Yeah, by tiebreaker. Yeah. Tiebreaker, yeah. So I don't see Johnny Manziel beating Ben Roethlisberger. I don't see him beating uh, Drew Brees. I don't see him beating Andy uh, Dalton. Do you see Brian, and, do, you, do you even see Brian Hoyer, Hoyer even beating these guys? Uh, no, I don't. I see Brian Hoyer, Hoyer uh, managing the game, but I see them still losing. But Johnny Mazzell gonna get them exactly. blown out. Exactly. I mean, they, no, he's not gonna, he gonna get them blown out. I don't. If they just I, run I the ball, if they just I run the ball, they not gonna. You have to go. Better, you, game. you have to go one game at a time, and that, that's it's really it's unfair oh, to me? both quarterbacks. Uh, no, no, no. Just uh, the Browns, because Brian Hoyer needs to start. 
Okay, so Brian Horry I can't starts, do that, go one game at a time, and then who I can't play quarterback carousel because that's not going to have a strong— Preseason is so overrated. Are you talking about preseason? No, no, no. I'm talking about the regular season. Preseason is so overrated in determining talent. Mm, I mean— Not necessarily. No, 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 no. So the third game, no, the third game you that. have— So w- when will Johnny Manziel ever play— 60 minutes against the number one defense. Never. When will he ever? Yeah, in in the preseason. It's never going to happen. Nobody's going to do that. Right. So you take a little sample size and think it's going to multiply That's across why, the whole game. Okay, this is why teams... Um, you take everything out of it. Plus, they don't have any receivers. Their offense isn't good. For the first eight games, they're out without Josh Gordon, if not the whole season. Is Josh Gordon going to miss the rest of the season? Nope. He's got <laughs> he eight games now, but they're appealing it again. So he might get one full year. 365 days. Jordan Cameron played well so last what, year. So it or yeah. No, 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 no. For what the actual suspension would be. It wouldn't be 16 games. It'd be a full year. Okay. <laughs> Which Th- means no practice, no anything. Here's why preseason <laughs> matters. Uh, and people don't watch it, but they make... The owners make a lot of money. Not That's not my point. But here's why. <laughs> preseason, because nobody get paid, but the owners... Into, but here's why preseason matters. This is why you have teams practicing against each other. This is why you have... Who's the Patriots practicing against? They practice against the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. You got Dallas practicing against Oakland, which they do all the and they time. They got a huge we rumble. Used, we used to practice. The Arizona Cardinals used to practice against the. Uh, we used to go to San Diego every year, every other year, and San Diego used to, or they would come to us. This is why you practice with other teams, so you get you going against different guys, and they're running their defense, and you're not running against a a scout defense. If you're the number one guy, Johnny, you're not running against the number two. Here's why the Cardinals got better. Over the years, they they go ones against ones. They practice against the best. You see Patrick Peterson on Fitzgerald. You see Cromartie on Michael Floyd. You see ones on ones. You got a, a, a first-round draft pick in Dale Buchanan on second team, and they because he's making hits, because he's aggressive, they trying to work him into that strong safety spot. Uh-huh. They're trying to get him there because he's a first-rounder. But if you outplay then you outplay, then what part is going to be detrimental to the team? Play your best guys who give you the best chance to win. Not because I got drafted here or got drafted there. A lot of t- teams like Pittsburgh Steelers and, and a lot of blue-collar teams like that, they do a great job of playing guys who got drafted in the fifth round. But they let them mature on that roster and say, well, we're going to resign you after your third or fourth year. You might have had 100 plays in that four years you was there, but you are ready to play now and be successful uh, so now here's when him, here's why it matters because he's going to go against other teams in camps. He's going to go full speed. He's going to go against the number one defense for the Washington Redskins. Their number one defense. He's going to get a chance to make those plays, and you're not going to run basic plays against him. You're going to run the stuff. Teams have got better, and preseason has looking a lot better because it's not vanilla anymore. They run into the plays they're going to run during the regular season. You still got to stop it because it's a grown man sport. I've always said. You could tell the offense and the defense what we're running. At some point, somebody has to execute. So Johnny Manziel brings a lot of excitement. Brian Hoyer brings, in my opinion, the management. Who's going to give me a better team? Let's say they don't win this year. Then if I know, if I conceded, and I don't know why a coach would do this, Philadelphia 76ers, if I've conceded that I'm not winning this year, then I'm putting Johnny Manziel in. So I'm, he's going to be the future. I'm going with him. But if I'm giving myself a chance to win this year, I like Brian Hoyer to manage some games and not get get us blown out and let the team build. If you don't get blown out every time you win close games, then you can you find a way to win some of those close games. Yeah, and and another outlier is the cold. 
Who? I mean, another outlier is the weather in Cleveland. That's always been there. I understand, but that's something that Johnny Manziel has never been a part of. Something that Brian Hoyer really, I mean, in New England, like he he watched practices in the cold. You know, he he took second team reps in the cold or third team if Matt, you know, if Matt Castle was still there. So that is another thing. I mean, Cleveland going to Cleveland's tough as a quarterback. I mean, yeah. it's tough. There's a lot of things going against you. Brian Hoyer got a chance to learn from Matt Kasser. He got a chance to learn from Tom Brady. Nobody sits around for four years, five years. Nobody does that. You, it's impossible to sit around some greatness and not pick up something, not take it, not put it into your, not put it into what you're trying to be as a quarterback. It is impossible to do that. You're going to find something to put into your game. And I'm not saying he's not worth his salt because there's a reason why he's still, we're talking about him, the reason why he's still in the National Football League. But what are you going to do to transcend from the image of, or maybe that's just my image or our image, as a backup to, okay, it's, it's my turn right now. It's my turn. Some guys don't start till they're fifth or six years, and then they become starters for five more years, and then they've had a 12-year career, which is outstanding. Yeah, but— But they put that work in. To Demery's point— you, which, which was his point? Because I don't even know if starting he made Johnny, a Starting Johnny Menzel. Starting uh-huh. Johnny Menzel. <laughs> you, you appeased the masses. Everybody bought season. They sold out <laughs> like that. They sold out yeah. season yeah, they, tickets yeah, like yeah. that. This is, so to appease the fans <clears throat> that have been waiting for something like this for a long time when it's not basketball season because yeah. they have LeBron now, you got to start him. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely a double-edged sword. And if he fails, they're like, oh, it's okay. He's still young. He's still young. He could, they could go 0-16 with him as the quarterback this year. People would still show up. People would still cheer. And people would I still be to, happy uh, to be still Browns young. fans. Yeah. He's going to learn. Okay, I try to He's never going to learn from it. I try to never go into a thing with a built-in excuse. Kwame Lasso Sports Talk, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come right back. Got a question for you guys. It's kind of on the edge. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Formula Sports Talk. I was just gonna let that play for a while. Let's get a little hype song. Gotta gotta keep that on for Fridays. Speaking of Fridays, we're talking. Amadillo's grill. Uh, Brenda Lambert came through for me. She she actually talked about, you know, Amadillo's changing up. They're doing the floors today, so they're going to be closed. Not today. Monday, they're doing the floors. So they'll be closed for a while. 
for one day, I say a while. But they got big screen TVs all over the bar, um, and a lot of things they can do because they off off track betting. A lot of stuff they can't do over there. But she wants to do a an uh, football show. She wants to do something during football season. So we'll get out there and do that. Um, I would like for it to be more consistent, like every from four to six. That give me time to leave the stadium and uh, get down to the show. But four to six every every Sunday. Hopefully I can get her to do that, but you know, one show is not going. One show is not going to do it, and maybe that's some other stuff need to be done. But I went down to Armadillo Grills. You can go down there tomorrow for a happy hour. That's the dilly over there. Um, what else? Get? Oh, here's the question I was going to ask you guys. I don't know my computer shut down, but is it a big deal, or should it be a big deal, or should this even be news that the um, I think he's a guard at Arizona State. Came out and said he was gay. Should that even be? Oh, yeah. Should that even be news today? I mean, was to each his own. Just to each his own. I'm not asking you to come out here and bring do anything crazy. I just want you to play football. You like what you like. Um, and this is just from a. I'm talking football standpoint. But should this even be news? And they say that he's the first um, outspoken collegiate guy in it ever. And and there's been plenty, but. So some guys just were scared, afraid to speak up because of the aggressiveness of the game. And we saw Michael Sam come out last year. Um, but Michael Sam teammates had already known about it. They just – they respected him for, you know, with the things he did. Uh, that was his, his choice. Yeah. So uh, – but he showed up and played football. Should this be uh, – should this be news today? I mean, they said this guy, he – uh, I can't think of his name right now. The offensive tackle for Arizona State. Mm-hmm. They said he actually came out and told his teammates during the spring practice time, which now he, I guess, is just coming out to the media. Um, I don't think, I, I don't think it's really big news anymore uh, about you know these athletes or whatever coming out being the first football whatever. Um, I think that's more for like. Uh, the political views of uh, the game of football and um, for other purposes. Like, I don't really see that in the sports world being, like, a national, like, headline. Like, this is what we need to be talking about. I mean, the guy, he, what, he's a walk-on. He's a walk-on O-lineman. He's a backup. Um, no offense to him. I mean, he's working hard. He's a collegiate athlete, student athlete. But I don't think it's national news or it, it, it shouldn't be um, – how it's how it came out, how it stated to in my eyes. Yeah. Like. Well, I mean, I, to a certain degree, I I understand. However, I think that for the actual individual doing this in the world of sports is a gigantic deal because it's like it, it not it shouldn't make news, but it's um, the actual player uh, Chip Serafin is his name. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. at, at what point is he, go ahead? Cause well, that, cause because answer this. So why he, you answer? So you sit down. He's a three hundred pound. Six six. At what point uh, is it not going to be news? Well, no, but it, I, I'm saying individually, him sitting down and telling his thing, and telling his uh, teammates, that's a huge weight lifted on his shoulders. That's what he said. This isn't a Michael Sam thing where everybody knew, everybody just had an idea already that he was, but they were like, "Thank you for telling me." He told these guys, and this guy's a master is in the master's program for biomedical engineering. Right. This guy has already graduated, and he's in grad school. So this is the quintessential college athlete. Yes, he may be a backup, but sitting down as an individual telling his friends teammates and peers that he's gay that's a big deal 
the the whole media around it isn't, in my opinion. Right. So it's kind of both, but I mean, it, to a certain degree, this will always be the case. Say somebody's scared to tell know. their to tell their teammates that they, that they are for for fear of of hazing or anything like that. Not when these guys are coming out now. I'm just saying, at some point, this is not going to even matter. Okay, it's just it's what it is. Arizona State offensive lineman uh, Chip Seraphine comes out as a gay uh, in a in a magazine comes out to his team. I didn't. We get in the news now. Demery say he's came out. Doing was it spring yeah, training? Was, yeah, yeah they said during spring training. Okay, well we get in the news now. He comes out. What he's doing in school it doesn't matter. Uh, he's a chemical engineer or whatever. I'm saying, why is this that he's coming out an issue today? We've seen it. Of course, it's we've an seen issue. it. I said, why? I know it's an issue. I'm like, why is it an issue now? Or when is when is it not going to be an issue? I, uh, that's not something we. That's rhetorical. That's not something we can answer because we don't know. We, same thing with um, anything in the world. If it's if it has been suppressed and now it's trying to come out, there's going to have to be a few people with it having those issues against it or about it. But when is it not rhetorically? When is it not going to be okay? Well, we got a guy. He just he he plays ball. He's balls out. He he goes. He play hard on. But this is this is his lifestyle. This is what he does. This is like I don't know if lifestyle is the right word. I don't even know if that's the right word, but. For him to come out and being the first one, I don't know if he said it says he's the first outspoken one in the collegiate level, but we're still making this news. Yeah, I mean it's it, across the whole world. I mean we talk about we talk about racism that's not in your face anymore, but it's still there. I mean it's yeah. the same to a lesser degree, obviously, because it's not. I mean, even say put it to the same degree, a lot of people will never agree with this, and a lot of people will always have an issue, and a lot of people will never change their mindset on it. So there, there, it's always going to be an issue to a certain degree. Always. But I think that with media, which is very, a, a lot of media is very liberal. A lot of media is, is you know, it's, they're accepting of everybody. I think all media is liberal, unless you get well, that. Well, you uh, watch Fox News. Yeah, what? <laughs> um, <laughs> they they want to be on the one side of that. We, we always choose sides. We, yeah. we always so, find mean, a side to choose. I don't know. I mean, it's it's never been an issue for me, but that's, I mean, I'm speaking for myself, and it's never been an issue for you, and you're speaking for yourself, but... I mean, a, a lot of people will never be okay with, with, with gay people in general. You know, they think that it's that it's they think it, it's it, contagious. Or well, something it, like yeah, that. and, and, it's, and that it's it's not something you're born it's with. Contagious. It's something you learn. I mean, it's just it's like the parents like. Oh, you saying that's what people think? Yeah. It's not some. Oh, yeah. I, I think when uh, some people just born that way, they feel like that. I've seen too many stories, too many articles that was someone to say I've always knew I was this, and they've known it since they were. Since they could think straight, right? So, I I, I don't know. I, I I think when I say lifestyle, I think lifestyle is something you choose to do. It's not something that's in you. So I think I may be using like words wrong as far as the lifestyle. But I think it's something when I say lifestyle that may, that may be something you choose to do. So I could be using the wrong words. This is just who he is. He comes out. Um, I think yeah. situations like Michael Sound made it easier. Makes it easier for a Chip Seraphine to come out. Yeah, uh, but does it need to be like news, I, exactly, media, yeah. headlines? That's what I'm saying. Yes, because this is still new. Because we uh, uh-huh. this it, is still new. I mean, Jason Collins came out what six months ago. No, he, that was um that was a uh, basketball Jason Collins, but that was people. There were guys before him after they played. After they played, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. I mean that's yeah. it's it's yeah. quote unquote easier, but it's not. I mean it's it seems well, it seems the, easier in the, the media's sport. eye. Yeah, because you're supposed to be a, you know a burly butch man to play in the NFL. There's a lot of guys in the league right now. If that's the case, yeah, that's a lot of guys playing right now. That's not tough. Yeah, that's you. It's evident. You can walk on any football field and find a not so tough guy, and that don't, doesn't mean he's gay. It's just 
the football the perception of football to your comments point is you're supposed to be so tough. So how could you be gay? That, that's that's it, that has nothing to do and, with it. And and we're very progressive and innovative culture that will move along and it'll become less and less of an issue. And but still, I mean, this is going to be for years. Every time somebody comes out as gay, it'll be news. I don't know I mean, why, I, but yeah, no, but it, that's news. what it's that's what it's going to be. I mean, I, I in my opinion, I mean, mm-hmm. that, I I truly think that. Every time somebody comes out, what it, regardless of what sport, I I think, mean, and we're not talking about CEOs here. Uh, we're not yeah. talking about business, right? And you know, this difference? is sports. Yeah, yeah. This but is there's sports. no like headline when a woman comes out, like when Brittany Griner had her statement or that she made. Well, it was just well, but somebody, oh, okay, yeah, but there was some backlash on to. that. Like, didn't she, she got she got some mess but talked I, about yeah. her right after? Well, I don't know why and before, but it was quickly like it wasn't no like like how this guy Chip. Why uh, could why couldn't Brittany not was, like guys? Why who's who's that's her business. Why? Because yeah, she, she don't I mean, have to do like you guys. Think it has to, and this is, I'm going to throw up in my mouth even having to say this. Do you think a lot of it has to do with a lot of people thinking ignorantly yeah. that a lot of women that play sports are, <clears throat> are yeah. lesbians to begin with? So that's, it's not a big deal when they come out? I mean, that, yeah. that is gross to say. I understand that. I'm not mm-hmm. believing that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean... I think people. Who knows? Just, people, people are crazy. People no, are. They're not crazy because crazy uh, implies that you got you something something triggered with you. Uh, you you just ignorant. You just don't know better. Crazy means you know better. You or you strategically planning on doing what you gonna do. Ignorance. You just don't know better. So I think more on the latter of it. People are just ignorant. They yeah. they, they that's it not is. an excuse though. In my that's opinion. not an excuse. Um, I, I give you a show, and um, not to get off su- subject. How much time we got? Okay. Uh, all in the family. I thought Archie Bunker was racist, and he might have been, but Archie Bunker was just an idiot. He didn't know. Um, he just didn't know better. Mm-hmm. We, we come from a different place, and you never choose to know about anybody else. Um, it became one of my favorite shows. So when, you, when we're talking about homosexuality and situations in the workforce, you mentioned, Alex, when you're talking about it in the sports, why can't Britney Griner just not like men? She, she can like whomever she, whomever she wants. Why is... Uh, why do we all have to assume and prejudge somebody for what they are? You and you never sat down and talked to that person. Huh. You're not a psychologist. You never sat down and talked to any of these people. Uh, why can't Chip Safarian, um, uh, Seraphin, come out and it not be news? I tell you what. One of the things may be he's a fifth year senior. Some of the guys who maybe come from different places on that team on the ASU team who's been with him for four or five years. They might feel like, oh, man, I took shower with this guy. He, he was this. He was that. Now you're putting a lot of other extra thoughts in your head. Now you're getting extra uh, fancy with it. You're putting a lot of and thoughts in selfish. your head. And that's selfish. And that's, yeah. Oh, he might have that. He never, he don't want anybody on that team. I, 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 I don't know. know. I just, some things you just can't hold in so much, so I figured that's why he had to come out. Yeah. I mean, it's, and again, you're right. It should be an issue, but it, but it yeah. is. And, I mean, frankly, I'm, I'm, how how often how many times can we talk about this before we get blue in the face? You know how often can we talk about the same thing over and over again? And this is what media is putting. This is the society that we live in. That everything that's a little bit different is is something that needs to be looked at under a microscope, which is crazy. Yeah, which I just don't. Crazy. I don't know. Uh, but one of my things with that is that uh, have you sat down and talked to the guy? Have you sat down and talked to her, the uh, Brittany or anybody? Like, have you sat down and talked to him? You're not a psychologist, so you don't know what's, how, they, how they felt their entire lives. You don't know what's ahead of them. Your care, your issues with them because they came out is meaningless to them because they have bigger things in front of them. 
and it's well, a reason. It's a reason why I did it. It was meaningless to a certain point. Yeah, I mean, that's why. That's why. I mean, I, I don't think he was looking for uh, any news. No, yeah. like, no, no, I don't think Michael all. Sam was either. It wasn't like he was holding a press conference saying yeah. he was gay. I mean, it's not. <laughs> but I think Michael Sam to this to that you say, I say, why was you going on Oprah doing a draft? Well, and he and he they rescinded that exactly. Yeah, but he was all for it. All right, let's move off that, man. We we, we I'm sure we'll talk about it again. Um, have you guys seen Boise State new helmets? And even more importantly, <laughs> no, I'm serious. These these, these helmets, college has made. The NFL uniforms so much better. Look at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay got nice uniform. Buccaneers. They have pretty good uniforms now. They always had nice uniforms. No, they besides didn't. the orange back. That, what was okay, that? that's not always. Oh, since seventy to, to uh, no, those were in the eighties, nineties. Doug, Doug, um, huh? Doug Williams. <laughs> yeah, Doug Williams in the orange. I don't know what they were. Trojan they've gotten man. better, I don't know. <laughs> but they've gotten better. But they don't compare. They've now trying yeah. to compete with the college uniforms because of these big sponsors, the TV money, but. I yeah, don't know if I like. Sexy. Yeah, I like them. Uh, but look at the Kansas uniforms. Look at the KU uniforms now. What the basketball ones? That too. <laughs> I don't know if I like this football uniform, but I think I want to get one of these helmets. They got silver face masks, and they got the big Jayhawk all over the helmet. It's too nice. Still, and here's my problem with the Jayhawk. He's looking too. He's too nice. He's too <laughs> nice looking. Yeah. He's too smiling too much. Yeah. This, this football. <laughs> it's kind of what we just said about the uh, the gazing football. But on this instance right here, this football, make this guy a little meaner. Oh, my God. Well, the blue, the blue devil mascot, he smiles. He, yeah, but they he's win. A devil. They win. <laughs> he's a devil, yeah. Ah, so come on. He's, yeah. he's still smiling. Because they don't want he still the, looks they happy. want to <laughs> an evil-looking devil. He looks and, happy and to and be all a the blue religious devil. people, A lot of religious people won't go to Duke because he's a blue devil. We got to get out of here. Uh, we don't have enough time to do everything we want to do or just talk about anything. But we will be back tomorrow, 9 o'clock. Kwame Lasher, the Sports Talk. Talk. Alex Clancy, Jeremy Lachey. We'll talk with you guys tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasher's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. 